Well, good Tuesday morning, everybody. It's October the 12th, and my title today is That Old School Religion Destroys Grace. If you've ever been to a church's business meeting, you probably will not attend a second one unless you're under obligation. Now, most of them can be boring, and just keeping the congregation informed about the business side of the church. Typically, they're attended by the main givers or supporters of the church, and they often try to keep the church running like a business, which, by the way, it is not. It does need to be run well, but it's not a business. At times, it can be a meeting to address a conflict or a problem that has arisen and needs to be either revealed or, more importantly, needs to be resolved. We have insight into this problem from the book of Acts and the very first church that had to deal with a theological disagreement, which we're still dealing with today. There were Christians who came to Antioch from Judea and were very concerned that the Gentiles were being saved and allowed to join the church just by grace. And we're told in Acts 5.5, then some of the believers who belonged to the party of the Pharisees stood up in this business meeting and said the Gentiles must be circumcised and required to keep the law of Moses. Now, that seems rather shocking to think of that in our modern culture. Typically, churches have a new members class, and the new members or their new believers or they're transferring from another church, and they need to learn the rules of this new church which they're considering joining. And I could just imagine, and I can just imagine being the pastor having to sell this in the meeting of new members. Welcome. And we welcome you to our church, and there's just one thing we need to know. Are you circumcised? Is the tip of your penis a hardtop or a convertible? If not, then you can visit our body shop, and we can remedy that situation for you. Do you see what's going on there in the church of Antioch? Gentiles were being saved by grace and given their salvation freely. If they would believe in Christ as their Savior, then they were born again by the Spirit of God. This was a completely new system of belief for the Jews who had become believers. So there was no problem with the Gentiles, but the Jews thought, wait a minute, they're getting off way too easy. So a team of them went from Jerusalem down to the church in Antioch to set the record straight. They wanted to make people do things which were from their Old Testament experiences with God in the past, because certainly they cannot be saved just putting their faith in God and that's it? I mean... They had 1,445 years of living under the law when Moses brought the Ten Commandments down from Mount Sinai 
and now people could be saved and members of God's family by faith to just believe? That's crazy, they thought. Therefore, a council of the church leaders was called to Antioch, where a big discussion happened on this matter. And the main church in Jerusalem resolved this touchy subject, however, with a little bit of waffling to satisfy the ones from the party of the Pharisees. The reason this was important for them and important for us is that there are still believers today who want to destroy the gospel of grace alone in Christ alone through faith alone. For example, a while back, somebody posted on my website in the comments section, they wrote, you are teaching free grace, which is not biblical. <laughs> and I had to laugh. I guess the party of the Pharisees is still in existence. One cannot just believe in Jesus and then they're saved? Well, they call that cheap grace. Come on, there, there needs to be some things that we need to do uh, for someone to be born again. They need to go uh, change and become more like us. They can't drink, smoke, or chew or go with girls that do. They need to attend church regularly and give 10% of their gross income and have their family at church with them at least twice or three times a week. Well, thank God most churches have moved past that. So I wanted to ask that person, saying that free grace was not biblical, then what is being saved by grace mean? And the reply is always, we're saved by grace and. They want to slip in some little rules and works to salvation because faith without works is dead, they love to quote. Now, I do believe that there should be works or changes in the lives of believers. Yes, I do. But it is not the works that causes one's salvation. Good works do flow out of a genuine saving faith, but they're not required to be saved or we would be saved by works. And I'm pretty sure Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says that we are not saved by works, but by grace. It's the free gift of God. But they're not what one needs to be saved. They only show others that they are saved. And this is what happened in the church in Galatia as well. They wanted new members to be circumcised. Gee, where did they learn that? So Paul wrote the letter to the Galatians and says this near the end of Galatians 5, quote, as far as those agitators the ones who are saying, nope, you got to be circumcised. As for those agitators, I wish they would go the whole way and emasculate themselves, end quote. Don't just stop with a tip. Cut the whole thing off. That's what Paul wrote. Listen to me. There are still those in the church who want to preach a gospel of works a list of things you must do and expectations you must fulfill. Now, those things might be true, 
if they're talking about us growing in our sanctification, but they're not required for the beginning of salvation, which we call our justification. Yes, I do teach free grace because I do not know any way that grace cannot be anything but free. This is John Doyle with 180 Podcast. God bless you, my friends. Enjoy being saved by grace, but also do what the Holy Spirit wants you to do and work out your salvation, your sanctification. This is John Doyle with 180 Podcast. God bless you, my friends. We'll talk again tomorrow. Take care and goodbye.